0: Hey everyone,
1: welcome to Rule for Combat, I'm your GM and host Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys continue their epic fight on the controller moon, where suddenly a dwarf in power armor and a minigun has shown up. Let's see what happens. Also this week, we celebrate the two-year anniversary of Rule for Combat, and at the end of the show, I'm going to go through a little history of how and why this podcast came to be. So if you guys are not listening to the Fall of Plaguestone podcast, I strongly recommend you do, because I am stunned how insanely deadly Pathfinder 2nd Edition is. This week is a big boss battle, and... I can't even believe what happened in this fight. There is so much death and dropping and crits. It is unbelievable. At the end of this battle, everyone was physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted. We actually were talking about it for days afterwards because it was unbelievable. And that is is really indicative of Pathfinder 2nd Edition is that it's so easy to crit in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and your armor class really matters. Because if you are a fighter up in the front and you have an AC of 20, and if you are a wizard and you're in the back and have an AC of 15, they just have to roll 10 higher than your AC to crit you. So if they shoot a crossbolt at you and they get a 25, you are critted, and that's that. So you need to have good armor as we're finding out for every single encounter. Whether you're on the front lines or the back lines, or if you're in the back lines, you really need to take cover or do something to get out of the way because, wow, it is, um, it's really eye-opening. I really enjoy the game a lot. It's incredibly difficult, and I'm gonna talk about it more in the future but definitely check out that episode, even if you don't listen to the other ones, and you want to hear an epic boss battle, and you want to hear what the comments really like with a large boss, check this week out. It's a great battle. As for this week, this episode's a little strange, because it kind of just cuts out at the end. What happened is, Ohio was having a thunderstorm, and both Bob and John were having issues with their power, and then Bob had to literally just drop out and leave the game suddenly, so it sort of stopped suddenly because Bob just left. So then when you hear it and you're like kind of confused, like it seems like we're just stopping talking, is that there was no really clean point to end the show, because we kind of went into other things, so I kind of kept in a little bit of banter, and then it's going to end. But don't worry, nothing happened. We're just going to pick up where we last left off next week. But with that, let's get to this week's episode. Now, everyone's complaining that John complains all
0: the time. Really? I don't like the whiny tank, they call him.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter.
2: Wait, uh, wait, can, wait, wait, Can you wait. let them know we also have a problem with the whiny tank? Oh, uh, can, I tell them. Can I? Can I? Can <laughs> they, we record they don't this like right the now?
1: Whiny tank. Oh, we're recording right now. Is I think the tank thing? is a
3: <laughs> is a very questionable designation for him as well.
0: Chris Beamer is playing the Tiefling Technomancer, Akiro the Just.
2: Well, he tank. is technically a melee class. Whether or not he is a tank is something still to be determined. Far into it's the hard. Game. It's hard
3: to tank when you're running away a lot.
2: Yes, like when lot. you hide behind all the other people.
3: Right, when you hide behind the magic user, it's, a, yes.
4: it's yes. not really tanking.
2: Not tanking.
4: Oh, the people who have no damage on their characters are just talking and talking and talking.
0: John Stats is playing the Vesk Soldier, Dupinski.
2: uh Dupinski. Okay, the tank is supposed to take the damage. It's not something we're hurting you doing. You're supposed to take it.
3: I try to not get hit because it hurts.
2: Chris, uh, Jason, do you remember what, that campaign where I was the paladin tank and I was always in front, right in front, next to the monster? Do you remember that? That was fun, wasn't it?
0: That, that I have to admit in full disclosure that that did happen. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: You guys
1: remember the campaign where John played a paladin and was eaten by the gibbering mouther? Remember that? That was fun too.
2: Actually, I don't remember that. That sounds fun. I remember the gibbering mouth eating me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that, uh, like, multi, the, like the super
4: dungeon or whatever. Oh,
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. remember that. Oh, God. The super dungeon. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, we all got it. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, one yeah. One. I remember that. Yeah. There was
2: a lot of death in
4: that. That was a fun dungeon.
2: It was fun. Eh, it was I, I found every encounter annoying.
4: It, it got a little repetitive, but
1: having no, John it, being eaten alive was fun.
2: Yes. That's true. That was very fun, I have to admit.
1: I remember that first encounter that was both darkness and difficult terrain. I was like, oh, fuck this shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, also the fact that there, I, I made like an actual ranged damage class to find out every single level of the dungeon. Oh, no, sorry, you, you don't have a line of sight because of fill in the blank. It's like, okay, well, then, no, it's not balanced if it's every floor. I mean, one floor, okay. One floor magic doesn't work. One floor, you can't do range. One floor, you can't do holy. Okay, sure, you balance it out. But literally, that one ability of firing a my bow was impossible on every single floor.
3: Bow in Pathfinder is OP. That's why.
2: Well, right. And I also made a ridiculously OP version of it, but still.
3: (laughs) It it literally is. It's a known fact.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, Uh, we could just go on and on and regale ourselves of the encounters where Bob is in the back Trying to find line of sight or not.
2: Uh, that was that in.
4: Talk about that. Any game system. Bob is in the back. Not you know,
2: staying away. Uh, always, uh, always. Uh, it has happened, but not always, as I say.
1: Well, when we play Pathfinder 2nd Edition, John, play the healer, and then you could be in the back all the time.
2: You can run away when they hit you. It'll be great.
4: I want these mobs to attack because I want them both to, like, fully unload on uh, Rusty right now.
1: Rusty? Okay. In that case, then let's all continue right, where we last left off. Where, first of all, somebody had something on them. Was that the um, Akira? What was that thing that was cast that you got something special on? I said remember that
3: from last mm, time. I don't recall anything special on me. Let me check my notes.
2: Uh, your mirror image was only one image, as I recall.
3: You had one image. No, didn't
1: Rusty give him something special?
2: Someone had a little
4: light on them.
1: And I said, make sure you write that down so we don't forget for next week. I don't remember that.
3: Oh, I do remember you saying something along those lines. Shit.
2: I I, I do not, sadly. I'm sorry.
1: Alright, well, you got a little bit of time to figure it out. Anyhow, while you guys are fighting, and you killed the baby cultist, and you killed the shadow creature, next up, was this dwarf soldier in power armor with an advanced machine gun who was tromping up the stairs and just unloaded on Mo and asked you to
2: come get some? Oh, no. Now, I do recall my thought about this. By the way, Mo, he's got your amazing tank armor, but sadly, he's a dwarf.
1: Anyhow, the desperate berserker cultist is deciding to unleash on they're just gonna go whoever's in front of them so let's do this guy first liquidator disintegrator pistol full attack who's in front of him rusty okay rusty
2: rusty power
1: all right let's try that again 15 acid damage that's like one of the lowest amounts he could have done That's stink and then the other guy unloads who in front of him oh it's akira he didn't do
4: low. He rolled a seven for damage. He did great damage. Rolls a three. Terrible.
1: Uh, man, for berserkers, they're really not berserking very well, are they? Aeon <laughs> doubles up. All right. Um, I'm gonna be slightly cowardly and move so I'm not in the direct line of fire behind Mo. That's called the Mo, by the way. That move you're about to make.
2: Running away. Yeah.
3: Oh, you know, Tuttle, you have that. Uh, you, well, I think the one thing I did remember is that you'd have the um, my spell on your weapon for this attack.
1: Oh, that was it. That was what it
3: oh, was. That, yeah, you have the uh, juiced up weapon attack. So, which means I probably should use it on the big bad. Yeah, yeah, because it goes away if you don't use it in one round.
2: Uh, use it on the big bad, or kill off the rest of the ads. Actually, there's an argument for either one because the big bad is a brand new big bad, so might want <clears throat> to the wounded guys.
3: Nice. Wait, was
1: that the right gun? Uh, yes, you okay. hit the butcher. The butcher. You get, you get, you get
3: plus team. four d six to that attack damage. <laughs> Holy moly! Nice. Wow. All right, so you hit for thirty six damage. Do 16. the extra plus seventeen. Holy moly!
2: You just did forty nice. three damage to this guy. <laughs> yes. No, no, sorry, thirty damage. I was. No, you were
1: looking at the. I was just saying yeah. you were looking okay. at the hit. Thirty number, damage, not the damage still.
2: You did thirty damage to the guy. That's great.
1: Not bad. Not is, bad he on fire? For a, is he on fire? For a rodent. No, uh, I didn't crit, so I don't think he's on fire. Wow. You're just really trying to milk it for everything it's worth, right?
2: For a rodent. Well, the GM is racist. That's the problem now.
1: Well, I can't shoot at the big bad with cheddar because he'd have to shoot a line effect through no,
4: through Mo, and Mo would not like that.
1: Well, you can do it. No, if you just I, chose I, not to Morally Morally I should not.
4: There's only one target.
1: <laughs> Miss with a three. Akiro the zero.
3: Mm. Has not been
1: scratched. Have you even been touched? Let me see. No. You got a little bit of stamina damage, just a tiny tiny bit. Gonna have to step this up, shall we?
3: Okay, um, I'm gonna attack. Is either anyone been injured? I don't really know, right?
1: Yeah, the cultists. These hungered cultists have been injured. The butcher just got thirty points of damage on him.
2: Uh, both. Uh, remember all the grenades that were tossed in. The the both of those cultists. Have yeah. Been several times. So I'm that's why a, I was suggesting finish them off before we all focus on the one.
3: i gonna I'm gonna cast the uh, I'm gonna cast a, a spell again. I'm gonna. You've seen this before, and it's Plan A from now on. Not magic missile. It's explosive blast. Getting these three and no one else.
4: I
2: can actually, I
3: can actually just as a free thing exclude Mo, even if you want to make it big area, like right now.
2: Actually, just for fun, I want you to put him into it and then exclude him, just to scare the living daylights out of him.
3: Does that cost a resolve point? No. If I want to put more than one person, then it's a resolve point. Got it. By the way, doesn't Akiro have a mirror image right now? He does. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, the deal on this is once again, uh, reflex save, DC 18. They all make it.
1: 15,
2: all right, 18, 19.
1: Well, i roll plus damage. Their
2: Good lord. Five, 28,
1: 28.
3: Bingo. Not, bango, it's it's nine damage. I forgot my bonus damage for my feet, which is four. I know, five now.
1: Well, I didn't see the roll yet. Did you roll down? I know,
3: no, no. I'm at. I think I add the I add the five first, and then you you take half.
2: I think. Right? Uh, remember to carry carry the four.
1: Yeah, yeah. You basically just oh, make yeah. one big roll, and then we cut it in Holy moly! <laughs>
3: there we go. <laughs> Holy 46. Oh
2: God.
3: Ah, that's how what we do. He
2: rolls, yeah, what wait, that? he rolled four sixes and nothing under a three. And plus
3: five because of my my feet for. Evocation. Holy Mario! That, that,
2: that was a good risk roll of invading the Oh my god. Yahtzee! <laughs> six, yep.
4: six,
1: six, six. Almost Yahtzee, almost. Wow, that's amazing. 20, so that's, so 20 so that 20 is, that is literally the definition of above average because nothing's below a three.
3: Nine. Right. Well, they, and, and the 46 <laughs> includes the plus five too, but yes, it's, yes awesome. still. it's a good roll. So, what type of damage is that?
1: Fire. Does anyone have any resistances? No, they do not. Oh,
3: there we you go. Suck! I hate you.
2: Wow, <laughs>
3: that is how we spell it. Well, 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 oh.
2: One of them's still alive, though. Of the ads, that's annoying.
3: Yeah, that's for you guys to help.
2: Well, okay. Uh, I can only do so much. No, no, I agree with that. Now you're going to move forward, right? You just uh, no. Yeah, I'm holding. Just... I'm
3: holding the line.
2: It's, that was just a standard action. You can move forward, and you've got an image, so it would be great to draw fire.
3: Yeah, yeah. Take take that image. Uh, let it,
2: Actually, yeah. You know what? For right in their face.
3: fun, I will. What's up this to the north? Is
2: I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Wait. What What did you say? You agreed? Oh my I god! Go, uh, <laughs> I go there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord!
3: I go there.
2: Whoa!
1: Whoa.
2: And the opposite Whoa. No. Okay. Wait.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Man. You went to a whole new room. Let's let's read the yeah. room.
2: Bleed Encounters! Get a new... Oh, Oh,
1: he's bleeding. Oh, here we go. Here (laughs) we go.
2: (laughs) Water elemental that's in that fountain is about to jump out at you.
1: Don't you worry.
2: water.
1: The ceiling arches arches to about 50 feet here, and at its apex hangs a glowing crystalline pyramid that sheds bright light in the room below. An array of upended tables and sturdy crates forms a makeshift barricade blocking off much of the northern portion of the area, including a pair of shiny convex doors. Wide passages lead east and west, which is where the fighting is, and a wide set of stairs leads down to the south. A descending ramp is separated from the stairs by a low metal partition. Basically, this appears to be a grand entranceway, and the convex door in front of you is the same elevator that you just came down from. So it uh, looks like it's just another entranceway. And you are now right in front of that elevator. You can leave them behind. Oh, okay. the elevator is elevator. open? Uh,
3: that's awesome. That's not
1: yet. No, it's not yet. It's not open yet. But uh, but it oh, senses my presence there. and It opens. Actually, you know what? I'm incorrect.
2: It opens. And the next one It opens. And,
1: it kind of opens, and here right, comes. Guys. Now, here comes the swarm. Here comes the judge. Yeah, that would be funny. Bob. Trust okay, you,
2: yeah, now, you know how I said kill the ad? The problem is, of course, is that Moe is after me, and he needs to get in the boss's face. So I have to do all of my plus four to hits on the boss to help Mo. But I do recommend that at least Dr. Tuttle and Cheddar kill the other ad. It just took another big swath of damage. It should go down in one shot. But anyway, any rate, I have to attack the, attack the boss with all of my little tricks. Uh, so first of all, get him! As my move action, as my standard action, I'm attacking him. Hmm. All right, I'll add D6 to that. You're greedy. And plus one. So it's 38 is my bluff on him.
3: Now, what's that
1: ability?
2: It's like three abilities. If you want to pull them. I've pulled them up how many times for you?
1: Yeah, a lot. It's been a couple of weeks.
2: Just What's yeah. it called? Hold on. Is it, me, is, here, no, is is it the bluff I actually did not have my sheet open in front of me. My mistake. I will get that one. Minute. Is it? I, okay. I have I used my envoy special abilities uh, to maximize all of my bluff based skills and one of them happens to be like you can if you wish either add d6 or if you wish reroll the bluff check you can no no I'm talking
1: eight. about that no, no 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 I'm not talking about that I'm talking about what you're up against I know the plus I know that is this um, intimidate you're using the intimidation thing
2: oh 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 no I'm not trying to intimidate him that's a different bluff check no I'm using improve faint is an envoy ability. Uh, and not the feet faint. This is actually like conniving faint, something like that. I'll get the exact. Oh, it's against
1: it. sense motive. I just uh, want to yes. See.
2: Well, no, it's not actually. Well, yes, it is. That's the well,
1: it's either ten plus your opponent's it, sense motive. Or exactly. It could either be
2: plus. the level of the monster, or it could be the sense motive, whichever. Yeah. Ooh, close.
1: Okay, you make it, but it's getting to the point where some of these people's sense motives are in the twenties. So I do. Uh, by the way,
2: if you choose to use the sense motives. They have to roll t- Sense Motive twice and nope. the lower. Oh, they no, don't, they don't. It. It's a passive. It's a DC. That. That's right. Ah, right. yeah. It's, it's, ha yeah,
1: yeah, ha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, yes. Go, go, Gadget.
2: And I, Lost like here. everyone else, am attacking with a plus four.
1: You know, that's just annoying that you meant.
2: Okay. So, Mo, you have plus four against the boss.
1: It's just annoying, I tell you. <laughs>
2: No, oh, it's great. You I mean, it's wonderful. The way that my bluff ability that i put every ounce of my build into sometimes actually works.
3: Yeah, I like it. Yeah,
2: it, it's like, it, Steve. It,
3: it adds character to your character.
2: I have put everything into my bluff ability. It's, if it didn't work, there would be no point to my existence.
3: Well, some could argue.
2: All right, it. moving on. <laughs> some can argue. that. Some can argue you sweet. may not have a soul.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> uh, Mo is up. Ah, soul. Need- Alright, so...
3: Hm. is... Do you want dead have souls?
2: I, I had a soul I'm, I'm, in my I'm, mortal I'm, life, mortal.
3: I want to say no, except for maybe a lich.
2: Well, they have phylactery. A, right, yeah. they keep it a yeah.
3: phylactery. That's about it. Everything else is a
4: soulless aberration. I am just going to... Uh, yeah, it's just a normal hit. Uh, guarded step, and going to whop him one with the... Um,
3: uh, he has his
4: pike out, actually.
3: I'm cheering on Mo. Mo! Great bravery this time. Am I too quiet? Is my. I can no, move. definitely not. Definitely not.
2: It, it, it's not your uh, the volume. Yeah, no. But we're also concerned about the fact that you're not enthusiastically bum rushing these guys, that you're cautiously approaching them and attacking. So that's a different kind you of. You hit.
1: Play. 22.
3: Good damage. That's crazy now. Hmm. 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 Nice, I have nice.
2: him down currently as having taken eighty-six damage from us all.
3: Deldrag the Butcher, nice. Look, he looks like he's got like a. He's got cool armor.
1: Deldrag decides to do two things. First, he says on top of his lungs, I "Ain't seen nothing but hunks of metal, weird plants, and people made out of light. I've been just aching to kill you. Let's dance, greasy boy." And he unloads a full cone attack of automatic spray at everybody. A cone?
4: That's not fair. Oh, please let him aim at uh, me.
3: I got out of that cone.
4: There's the cone, and it just sprays
1: like it just like it's like it's like a, a predator with Jesse Ventura. It just he just unleashes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just goes to everyone. Except for Akiro the Zero. Mm. But Akiro's going to have his own problems. I'm going to say. No. Right now. First takes things first, well, yeah. first.
3: First things first. That might provoke from our No,
2: oh, he can attack. Ah, yes, right ahead. Right.
3: You can you can try to attack.
2: Go right ahead. Done. Kill, kill. Actually, in fact, uh, I want you to interrupt his ability.
3: You can't. It's
1: probably a gun. It's a full but... attack. It's a gun. It's just an attack. Here comes the one. Oh, let's see. So Mo attacks.
4: Or the crit attacks would be
1: Good job. You hit. So first, uh, he hits. He attacked. He uh, hits Mo. Now, everyone gets the same amount of damage, but every attack is different. Now he goes after Rust. You hit.
2: How could he hit me? I have amazing armor. Much better than the tank.
1: He goes after Chet. He hits. What kind and of attack is it? You'll see.
2: Oh, I'm sure it's psychic or something that'll make us all go. No, I think it's his
1: machine gun. It's like a minigun. It's a psychic machine gun? I like it. It's just piercing. Uh, It's piercing. Yeah,
2: okay. Well, we all get one of those, like, bullets from, uh, what was that old science fiction movie where the bullet gets inside you and, like, moves around? Okay, it's
1: 2d12 plus 9 damage. I'm going to roll that. Now, everyone gets the same amount of damage. 2d12
3: plus 9? Yep. Wow.
4: Oh, that's a bad roll. Nineteen that's average. I'm twenty-five.
3: Totally that's
1: average. totally garbage.
3: Uh, is it, that's uh, I take that's below average, but there is the, the Connecticut. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Some only. But you're actually kind of roughed nine up though. You guys are all, damage.
4: I, I'm all red. Rusty then, is finally red. I think I Shedder's still have. Shadows like. always red.
2: Akira uh, fine. He has no red on him. Don't worry.
4: The cultists decides
1: to kill Akiro as he's going for the elevator with his triple attack. I'm trying to get out of here.
2: Yes, we can tell.
1: Swing, miss. Oh, give me a one or two. See if it hits you or your, your image.
3: Alright, so what did we say the thing was? If it's a if it's a one, it's it hits you. me. It's a, it's if it's a one, it want. hits me because I'm because I'm number one. Okay, that,
2: that is our standard. You're right.
3: Alright, I'm fixing my dice. Hold on.
2: He's admitting it. He fixes his dice. Oh, That's my image. Oh, Poof, third the image attack, goes third away. attack. Third attacks lots, attack has lots
1: of minuses, though. No, it's not. It's the same attack. It's minus right, the, four to all three, three yeah, attacks. They're
3: all, all three attacks are minus four. There we go. I felt Man, the breeze. I hate Akira. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Akira. Akira is such a hero. Oh, he's so awesome. I'm probably going to spend a round casting mirror image again. Well, Aeon Tuttle is up.
1: Okay. Um. Do we still feel like I should attack the ad, or should we go after the big boy? I'm feeling like the big boys.
2: I, I think kill the ad just for the it, either. either. Yeah, either, either way. But you have plus four against the big boy, and we have done a lot of damage to him. So. It's, oh, it's well, you know what? I'll
4: do. I'll do the big. I'll do the big boy
3: then. And I'm gonna I, do full round. I'm gonna do full round. Since. So.
4: Yeah, if you can move, he he's going to use that spread attack again. Really missed twice. Yeah.
1: Well, you did a full attack. So. Yeah, I know.
4: But to you that, get a plus one for
1: Mo. Oh, plus one? All right, then one hit. So attack again. For coordinated shot. I did not hear that. So just put in the attack again so we can do the
4: damage. Frankly, he gets plus he four did. from Rusty, too.
2: Yeah, you get plus four from me against the boss. Well,
4: the plus four cancels out the full attack. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Uh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Sounds right.
1: Go. Yeah, sorry about that. Basically, what happened is that the... Um,
2: I, I forgot the plus one, so...
1: Good job. I guess Cheddar will work on the ad.
2: Oh, that works. Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: And I'm also going to move Cheddar
3: out of the out of the cone, or at least make it because he has. There no was state. a cone? I missed that part.
2: Well, machine gun. Yeah, you, you did miss that quite literally.
3: Right. You're on top
4: of Cheddar, correct? No. Oh. I, I guess I was
1: when we got first got on the off the elevator, but I got off of him when, when Cheddar started.
3: Cheddar's going to give me cover at this point. I'm thinking.
2: Uh,
3: uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking that.
2: He's about to hide behind Cheddar. That's what he's saying. God damn it.
3: (laughs) I mean, is that tactically wrong?
2: Well, I mean, we trust Cheddar more than you. We've known Cheddar for a long time now, and he's always had our backs. Also, he's like the nicest guy cleaning up the kitchen and actually likes helping out around
3: the kitchen. My unseen servant has done a lot of work around the house. Granted, right.
2: yes, and we like him too, or her. We can't see. <laughs> we, can't, we can't see the gender. He's in, on C- right. but.
3: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna down bet, as they say, and I'm going to uh, just attack with my gun. Do you have a line attack? Um, yeah, do, I do, but I, I, I'm running low on that. Do we have? Um, what's the plus I get on the on the either one of them? Do I get
4: special pluses against either one? You have plus five to uh, the boss and plus one against the ad. I'll take the plus five,
3: and I get no minus for cover. Uh, you're going after the butcher? Yep, using my laser scope. No minus for the cover. Uh, really? Yeah, really. Yeah. You guys keep hitting, man. Stop hitting. That's awesome. And I got to think about... Getting some shatter cover. <laughs> your damage. You
4: roll the d20 and you roll the two for damage. I know.
3: How sucky is that? I know. Oh man. Oh, it's it's a weird weapon, man. It's, yeah, it's not it's, my choice. I it came it's with the package. It came so with the, weird. It's how a good that, weapon. Yeah, I love that it's, weapon. Man. It's interesting. It's it's it's. it's, it's uh, am I gonna move?
4: balanced?
3: Uh, I think I'm gonna move a little bit
4: might even get away from cheddar <laughs> i don't think you there's no hiding behind cheddar in these cone attacks i go there yeah i figured
2: all right well i'm back to my plan a of uh give advantages to all of you to kill the boss and you know like last time to do more damage. it's working to the boss well than you know akiro did so okay I'm gonna
3: well go wait <laughs> let's scroll back
2: um, looking twelve 20. damage. Okay, I you did twelve. I did eleven. You did one more than me. That. Could, How about you know, the round be before that
3: where I did seventy damage to three units? So I that...
2: I remember one of them dying. I don't remember anything else. That was you did kill one of ads, but then you no, know, sure I did that last week. So okay, well regardless,
3: it's so funny Bob ignores that because Bob whenever whatever he does AOE like fireballs, he, he calculates the total damage he did to every unit and then Well, and then that's bri-
2: that's. Well, that's just the way it goes. I mean, that's obviously the correct way
3: to do it. You're going to be the healer next time.
2: And I'm adding D6. Hold on. D6 plus one, actually. So, 41. You make it. All right. So, plus four to hit. I did not add in, but uh, otherwise, all of you have plus four against hit. Kill. Yay.
4: Thank you, Bob. All right. Uh, Rusty. That was against the tank, correct? Yes. I'm going to do a full attack. So, uh. Let's just cancel that out. That's my first attack. Nice. Glory of the kill. Whoa. And the second attack is at minus four. You, you guys suck.
2: Yeah. Wow.
3: That, that
4: last
2: one was tougher than he seemed. All right.
3: Yeah, because he's a nasty freaking operative, which we know We know are really tough.
2: Well, yeah. we've killed three These of them are already. Are so. tough. that's uh, all right, I didn't day, think that, only that
3: the dwarf was the boss. I didn't think the dwarf was—he was, he was I, the boss.
4: Was he? he I think
2: they're you know, like Rambo,
3: know. a Terminator, and a ninja wrapped up in one package. That's an operative.
2: Well, I would say sort of the, what the dwarf was was in old's terms. It's like instead of being a zero level fighter, he had levels. That's all. He, he had. He was more than the ads. Yeah. That's all.
4: Yeah. I don't know. These ads attack three times. So, pretty right, right. That's because that's they're
3: operatives. True. Yeah.
4: Uh, operatives thanks
2: God. we we had an operative on the team at one point Akira you weren't around for that man he was awful
3: I think we have to go to the videotape and fact check that but okay does this guy want to surrender I'm just thinking what he wants to do it's not looking good for him (laughs) I mean he could surrender we could talk we could could deal with him Mm, no he's gonna do he will face judgment by me nope he's doing something instead
1: he is going to take his little five foot stepy and then
3: run away. Wait a minute. I don't think that's allowed. Oh, that's allowed, I guess. I mean, in Pathfinder, you can't like take a five foot step and then do a move action, right? Sure you can. You can take three yeah. five foot steps if you want. In Pathfinder? Second edition. Oh, second edition. Yeah, but in not second edition, you can't take a five five foot step. Is a I don't know. I forget.
2: Uh, Dr. Tuttle, I want you to shoot him in the back as he runs away, please.
1: As he's running away, he's screaming um, like crazy.
2: Help, help. I'm being oppressed. I'm not sure. I mean, if I... You can move I'll forward. Try. I'll
3: try. Out. I think we got to bleed the encounter. So let's go for it. Let's press the advantage. John's electricity went out. That happens a lot in Ohio. Uh,
2: Maybe out where John is. Not me here. Uh, we actually even have a generator. If our power went out, it wouldn't affect anything.
3: You have a generator because the power goes out sometimes.
2: Oh, that. Yes, that part's true. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because I don't have a generator because I live in a civilized part of the country.
2: Well, you live in a large apartment building that has a backup generator is what you mean.
3: Top by Petro. Uh, Tuttle
1: runs after the Berserker and misses. Now.
3: Cheddar. Nice job, Cheddar. That's it. Cheddar is now officially a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah, Cheddar's (laughs) awesome. The robots are taking over.
2: The robots are shooting those trying to flee from the robot uprising. Good Lord.
3: Yeah, just as a side note, a lot of scientists and things really think that that's going to happen. They really think that's going to happen. I I, I now worry about science. I've never worried about it before.
2: So nuclear war and global warming have never bothered you?
3: Well, no, those are always a a fact in science. And yes, that's going to happen. But like the robots is not fact then. I wish it was. It's so nice. I mean, so oh, many things can the, go wrong. We, we can't even get into this program. You expect them to, like, take over the world? Come on. Well,
2: wow, there's that. The, it's not the robots. It's the AIs that are going to kill us. I know, the
3: AIs. Yeah, it, how is that going to happen?
2: It, we, we all know Skynet is going to kill us. That's my point.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's hook it up to our nukes. That's a good idea. Okay, so they're all dead. What are you going to do? That's uh, Miller time. Uh, let's form our line again. Um, head over here and ready in action. He was screaming, right?
2: Loot. Yeah, he was.
3: I'm just gonna. I wanna. I wanna spend a little minute writing in action. That if if I see an enemy or pretty much anything that moves, come around that corner. I'm shooting it. That makes sense. Let's form our line and get ready for if anyone comes before we take a rest right away. And actually, I'll activate my motion detector. Ooh, my gun has a motion detector attached to it. Not sure what it does though.
2: All right, so I am examining the corpses, particularly of the uh, the two major boss people.
4: I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, Uh, that was crazy. Uh, So I'm sitting here at my computer and a light flashes right out my window and all the lights and everything goes dark and crash. Then the thunder comes. But we're back. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what did I miss? You guys killed that. uh, Let's see who.
2: Yeah, we got the guy running away.
4: Oh, he ran away.
2: The last little ad tried to run away. He made it halfway down the hall and was screaming out loud. So we might get friends. We are very
4: damaged. Some of us are. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I try to be safe and cautious. So who who got the uh, the ad when it was running away? That would be Cheddar, actually. Cheddar nice! got
2: the final kill.
4: Yeah. Cheddar lays down the law. Boom. Yes. Uh, M- Mo is going to go here and unleash the spider and rest. Why not? Okay. You're going to take the spider. One more spider. Yep.
3: All right. a lot. a lot of that spider has bitten you a lot
1: of times. That spider is going to be going uh, down. 4d8 oh, plus 4. 20 for 4 20. All
4: right. Well, that's good. But it still takes some time. So he might
1: well, be. Well, it takes a minute. It. So, anyhow, yeah. give me the healing 4d8 plus 4.
4: 12. Yeah. Add four points. I didn't and add I'm four back. points. Sixteen, so 16 heal. That's pretty atrocious. That's what we do oh. when we heal. We do atrocious rolls. Uh, now he's going to down some. Uh, wow, three three five, cures two, two. Three, five, two,
2: two. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, on D eight, no less.
4: Dude, I'm well, here. I'm just going to do a uh, a cure, ser- uh, healing serum. Here comes higher than one. that. Here comes bad. a one or wow. two. Here it comes. You doing a level one?
2: Oh, it's a one. There it is! Yay! <laughs> See, you got greedy, saying one or two. No, it was a one. It was always going to be. A one.
3: Yeah, we know that.
1: You drink your one healing serum.
2: How many do I have left over?
4: You have twenty left. Okay, I'm going to do another. Remember, that's group group loot. Nineteen left. And another. Ugh, eighteen left. <laughs> Wow! What a killer roll, like, Bubba Four. Are, are you guys four watching five. Mo for the first time? This is what he always
3: gets when he heals.
4: All right, oh, so. oh,
2: John, you misunderstand. Oh. We're not surprised by this. We're laughing at you because of this. Yeah, I'm not laughing
3: because he's costing me money. This All is right. Absolute. Well, there's that. Actually, Having I would
2: like a heal. Could I use the four uh, damage? Spider? Um, I'd like to use the yeah. spider,
1: please. So let's see. You rolled okay, three healing serums, and you rolled and you healed seven damage. You know what? I'm gonna heal myself. Let's just see what happens. I'm
4: Oh, stop Oh, I got a two.
1: Oh, yeah. Join the club. Join oh, the club. I, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm one of you. I only I only yeah. heal two to myself, but that's pretty good. I mean, uh, if I
3: roll tonight, I'm rolling good. Okay. Yeah, see, that's how I do. Tonight, oh, tonight seven. Night. All right, well, well you have no damage though. because you're an Uh Let me take a ten Oh, wait. I don't need a ten minute rest because I have actually full stamina, too. Okay, you know how many? You, you don't 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 have, have full, full stamina. stamina. You have almost full stamina. Almost.
4: Bob, how damaged you got hit is by a grenade
3: or two. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start, start, since you guys have been messing around with spiders and stuff for a minute, I'm going to start looting.
4: Yeah, while well, you loot, okay. uh, Rusty, how damaged are you? Because I can give you healing serum. So
3: he's got meat damage and...
4: Okay, uh, Rusty, how damaged is uh, are you?
2: Well, let's get the real numbers. I am only 15 points damaged.
4: Yeah, I have a couple of healing serums.
2: I will drink a couple of healing serums. I'm about to roll.
4: Start them rolls.
2: D eight plus one. I ain't or rolling. Just D8. I don't want to roll D8. for eight. That's it.
4: Bob
3: good is point. actually worse roller than oh than seven. Mo. A seven.
2: Seven. Oh, what are you talking about? It's. I'm a very good roller. It's great. I mean, it's oh. fabulous. So that's seven. How now many let me do more? The
3: second one. It's a market correction. Yeah. Oh, three. there we go. No, and now, yeah. and
4: now, one, He's
2: one fine. more.
4: No, you don't. One more for more. good luck. One seven. more. Oh. I'm directing. No, 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 no. You're not. I'm, the embargo is on
2: oh it's no, no he doesn't
4: get one yeah, he, he does. doesn't get that
2: yeah uh actually technically he might not have given me one but i would have scrapped it out of his hand i i, I, I'm I, I would have been slighted hands at that point
4: we don't want to you're fine waste not want not. There. Wanting that. yeah exactly uh Eleven we 11 about cheddar. There we is go. there any way of getting cheddar uh yeah no, not really well
1: no no he does bit. it it's easy he just does 10 minute rest and he gives them 25% of yeah, his... Yeah, energy. I just do the 10 minute rest and the resolve point is... Happy oh, okay. Or happy-ish. He gets like 25% of his health back.
3: Oh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, I'm sorry you guys got so beat up, but watch your angles, watch your corners. Like, I'll be team leader <sighs> from now on and I'll help you yeah, not take yeah, as much damage.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you, I guess, get the loot because... You didn't really participate in combat, so. right? So I get the loot. Let's see what the lo- what pickings I would like first, and then we'll go on from there. <laughs> okay.
1: You you search the shade, and the shade has nothing. Okay. Anything else? Oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. The, the three desperate hunger cultists. Same crap as always. They have the golem forge plating. Three. You got like a trillion trillion of those. Liquidator, disintegrator pistols—you got a trillion of those. Uh, oh, there is a whole bunch of incendiary grenade level twos and a whole bunch of sintered uh, long swords. You—you you have a truckload of this equipment because these are the same guys you've been killing. Like, yeah,
4: they all go in my arm. Uh, Rusty, you probably want the grenades though, right? Yeah, he probably does.
2: I would love grenades. I want all the grenades. Incendiary
4: grenade level twos. Sure. You want
1: them all?
2: Uh, how many are there? I didn't actually hear that. I'm sorry.
1: 89.
2: Okay. No, I don't really want that many. Uh, how many are there really? Is it actually that number? Six. Okay. I'll take six. Six level two incendiary grenades. I'm adding Does them
4: anybody else want those? Uh, I could use one or two. Yeah, all right. I'll one. take four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You had two already, Bob. So now you'll have I'll six total.
2: Uh, maybe. I have to look again. no right. yeah, whatever.
1: I have you down as six. Frag grenade level ones, one right. frag grenade level three. That's the one in your gun, and you already that's used right. it for today. I used uh, the the
2: ghost one already. Yeah, right. Used the ghost I have one. You one have one shock I grenade have now level one. Yeah. Yep. And one four shock, shock grenade grenades level, two. level two. two. Oh no, four. I used the shock grenade oh. level twos. I have four of those left. I'm sorry.
3: I mean that that uh, weapon fusion is really good. Like especially at higher levels, like you can have you spend the money for one really big grenade, and then you get to use it one time every day. That's pretty sweet. Wow, that is good. Anyhow, and then you have two of those temporal disruption grenades,
2: too. Oh, yes.
3: All right, I'll
1: give it the mouse to of uh, those grenades. And then there's all that other stuff, but I presume you're not doing anything with like that because it's kind of garbage. That goes on my arm. What about that machine gun thing? We take it. We take it. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You gotta, uh, in time, in time. Then you go through the Desperate Hunger Bazzuccas, and they have Liquidator Disintegrator Pistols. Well, you guys know those. I like ooh, those. Something new: tactical knives. Have you seen those before? Oh,
3: that's yes. Uh, I'm I familiar. Have... I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Ooh, advanced Lashunta Weave
4: armor. Hmm. What about those? Uh, what kind? Uh, of it? Is that heavy or light? It's probably light. Light. Yeah.
3: Light armor. Congrats, guys. I only do heavy armor. Wow. I'll have to
4: see if that's better than what I have. <laughs> oh my god oh my god what uh yeah i'm just uh, the two guys who have white armor actually might get an upgrade again oh that's great did we miss some armor steve like is the loot really no we're not
1: done yet we're not done yet
4: no i'm I'm talking like in the past few levels like just generally, have we missed some like loot caches? That's we what, we have we
3: have not run across too many things wearing heavy armor because you know yeah. what? The only thing that can wear heavy armor from default is soldier. Like that's it. You've right. actually missed uh,
1: heavy armor and power armor. If it makes you feel any better. Yeah. Did you say? Did worse. you say it was advanced yeah. Lachenta Temp weave? Yes, advanced. I think that is a weave. little. That is a little better than what I'm wearing right now. With a black Isochi. force field installed, oh. 10 points of damage. It absorbs ten
3: points of hit points. That's actually oh. really good. Wait a minute. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many? How many? How many? How many of those force fields are? What's the, there? Eight, Two. What's Two the KAC? Really? EAC? What's the EAC? Really? AC plus plus nine. KAC plus ten. Yes, that's way below us, Mo, but. <laughs>
1: And I'm, I'm, I've got the Ahsoka yeah. refractor suit, but which is let's, plus seven, let's plus seven. Get, but. Let's get to the next one. So, the dwarf, the butcher of Bakersfield, here's the thing. <laughs> he has heavy advanced power armor. He has battle harness with a Mark I thermal capacitator. He also has an advanced X-Gen gun and a cred stick nice credit stick value 4,000 credits but Mr. Mo has been waiting for that power armor well here you go now the thing about power armor is you can wear armor under it but it has to be light armor so Mo will have some decisions to make
3: Um, wait a minute I might want to wear some power armor too
4: wait I don't understand what you're asking me for a question we wear the battle harness. Is what this? Oh, guy, it's it's not a suit. It's not a full suit. That's not well, how the way I think. The, the way
3: power armor works is you have you wear light under light armor as a as an undergarment, and then you wear a ba- uh, power armor over it. It's almost more like a vehicle in a way, in that it's something you kind of ride in, and it
1: has, but you still have armor underneath. Yeah power armor is a little weird, and this one, like, let's look at the battle harness. Yeah, so battle harness. What it does is it gives you, it's level 5, and it gives you an EAC, a plus 9, and a KAC, a plus 12. And okay. it gives you a max dex bonus, of plus 2, an chick penalty of minus 4, speed of 30. It itself does damage. It does 1d10 bashing if you want to use it as a melee weapon. It has one upgrade slot, one weapon slot. And you can use it for twenty hours, so it's actually quite good. Like that's that's great. right. So you can wear that, but you okay. can actually also wear light armor under it, and then the battle armor goes on top of that. So and,
4: and and stack? they stack. Oh, they stack. They don't stack. Use one after stack. the other. They they, they right? should they stack. stack. I think. I'm they 90% should. Sure they I mean, stack. it would it would
3: it, it would be kind of really bad if they don't because the armor class would go so down. Like you need well, it to stack. I could. Well, I could take both of those Here we armors. go. This is how it I'd... works. The yeah.
1: cockpit of powered armor is too small to fit a person wearing heavy armor. If you're wearing light, light armor while, while in powered armor, you gain the higher of the EAC bonuses and the higher of the KAC bonuses between the two suits. And you take the oh, worst decks. Suits. But so base- yeah, but that's pretty good. So you have two suits, and whichever is better, you get the best of both. So there you go. That's
4: how it works. Okay. So and the EAC and the KAC of the power armor... Plus nine for EAC, plus twelve for K. Yeah, it's way below okay, your armor. So, your... Yeah, it is. It's it's worse than Golem Forge plating three, which we have many suits
3: of. And what what's the plus side of power armor? It can you can attack yeah. melee. You well, it's level
4: five. It's really crappy armor. Uh, so it's that's why it's 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 yeah, you think levels are so five, low.
3: but it's power armor. So it should. No, it doesn't.
4: Be mm, yeah, but it's it's. Well, of course, well, I some have some of them are better. Seven. Like the spider yeah.
1: harness one gives you a plus 10, plus 13, and it allows you to like climb and stuff. Like that gives you yeah. a climb speed. So there's, there's power armors that are very good. Some allow you to fly, some allow you to just lift things. Like it, they're just, you know, they're literally power armor. You yeah, know, they give yeah. you kind of a variety of things. To um, do.
4: I have a plus 10 kinetic, and it's got a black, uh, force field that's why you that's why i would wear it the well there's no the there's two black cor- port- the,
1: the, there's two black force fields this one the battle harness had a mark one thermal capacity
4: oh there's oh oh okay so the, the the force field uh that's not on the uh power armor nope
3: well it can be taken off and put on there and put on that uh. but like read up on that because force fields are odd how they work it's like they only give you hit point damage protection. And I, I think black might be good. Though. I'm trying to look it
1: up yeah. now. The Thermal Capacitator gives you resistances um, to cold or fire. So this oh, is a great. Mark 1. So this can be a resistance 5. You already have a resistance 5, I think. 8. Fire or something. Uh, I have 8 against kinetic. No, this is, I'm saying fire, not kinetic. You have 10 against kinetic, by the way, not 8, 10,
4: um, <laughs> your level. You really should update your character. No, you already well, it, have. It is. I just can't find it. I'm on the wrong character sheet. I'm, but okay. You um, have
1: resistance 5, fire, and dr 10 kinetic right now. If you got the thermo, thermal capacitor, or anyone can put it on, it's just a an upgrade for your armor it's an armor slot it gives you i actually have one of those from when we are on castro or we got it yeah. after castro uh-huh. so it was like the perfect item after we lo- no longer needed it yeah, yeah. it gives you four it gives you uh basically a five cold or fire resistance that's
4: all um okay so how many slots does it have for uh upgrades one. One. Oh, okay so i, I wonder if i lost stack
3: if you were light I... armor
4: yeah, the slots will stack. You can yeah. you can wear light and heavy. You can definitely do that. I could actually put my haste circuit in the light armor, and then the heavy or the the, the force field one in my power armor. You I could. I mean, you've yeah, been wanting I mean, armor. Well, here you go. Here here's, I think, here's your funny. baby. I'm, well, it's well, it's really a side grade. I mean, uh, it's actually worse. I mean, frankly, it's it's it's. It's it's going to plus. you, know, you nine. can just leave I it here plus for now. 10. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it. I
1: mean, here. it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's actually it's... a step
4: down. I I, I think I I, I the, the Golem forge plating is better. I I, I mean, plus ten's better than plus nine.
1: It actually is. I mean, you know, if you're see with the Vesk, you already have really good hand to hand. Like the dwarf didn't get up to you and start yeah. hitting you. Yeah, Yeah. But his unarmed strike was, like, ferocious. It was really strong. But he, you guys killed him so fast, he, he, he only lasted two rounds. So
4: he didn't even get a chance <laughs> to use it. So, yeah. oh, well. All right. So um, is that all? Oh, oh, the gun. The gun. The... I'm sorry. The gun. So, sorry, the oh, gun. the gun
1: is an advanced X-Gen gun. So the way it works is it's just a normal gun. You can use that burst mode. And the burst mode is a full-round attack. It's a cone, a 60-foot cone, because the gun is 120 range. And it just attacks. It's basically an AOE for a gun. The bad news is it uses up all the ammo. <laughs> so he's out of ammo. There's no more ammo for the gun. Uh, you probably have some heavy ammo around, but it's kind of a one-trick pony. It's like yeah, it's you use only it and then, yeah. yeah, too. And it can't control. crit, by the what? way. That's something else. Like, when you do the burst, it can't crit. So it can hit everyone, but only with a normal hit, and it's one damage. Again, it's like a fireball, and I rolled crappy, so everyone only took a little bit of damage. It wasn't It was it wasn't a good roll. So it's you. Know, it's it's
4: literally a fireball in cone form from a gun. That's all. yeah, two to twelve high variance. That's fine.
2: Well, we'll keep the weapon. We're not going to worry about it for now, though. Yeah.
4: All right. Um, all right. Well, with that. Who is taking a
1: ten minute rest while you guys have gone through the body? It's been still pretty quiet.
2: Take a ten minute rest.
3: I, I'll take I'll take one to heal cheddar at the very least. I would like I would like one of these uh, Black Force fields. Um sure. Go ahead. I have would remote uh, seal of
4: approval uh, on that. How long does it how long does it take to install? Not long. Uh that's a Tuttle thing. I think it's ten minutes or so. Oh well, it might an be that I, I thought think it was ten hours. minutes to
1: install an armor upgrade. Yeah, I think it's really quick. I would like the arm, like one of the light armors, because it's an upgrade in all respects. I mean, I'm not. Oh, gonna, really? Yeah, I have. It's like plus because I'm. I'd be going from plus seven, plus seven to plus nine, plus ten.
4: Oh yeah, so oh, it's, not, totally like, it's upgrade, not much yeah. of an upgrade, oh, yeah. but it is it, an upgrade. It, take it, take it. Yeah, and more. upgrades. I thought you just said it wasn't an upgrade. No, it is. It's not much of an upgrade, yeah. but it is an upgrade. So
1: Let's I'd like one of the light armors. Take it. And I think the knife, even though I never get in melee, the knife, would, the tactical knife would be better than my... Cause I'm and still maybe
3: Cheddar could use that huh? tactical knife? Mm,
1: I don't think it would be any better really. than his... No, it's only like 2D4, so it's not any better no. than his bat. So what does your weapon, uh, your armor go up to? Let me adjust that for you. What it's is like it? plus 9, plus 10. What was it before? Plus 7, plus 7 for the Ahsoki refractor suit. So plus 10 for K, you see? Yeah.
3: I don't know it, if you ever saw the movie Dune, but... Um... If you ever did see the movie Dune, <laughs> I think uh, we have two of those force fields, right? Right. I need a force field. All
4: right. I think I should uninstall my haste circuit for that force field.
3: I don't know. If, I don't know if you have to because I think you have uh, the light slots plus the heavy slots, right? Well, so I'm your jump-
1: new armor should be twenty three, twenty four. Jason, does that sound right?
3: I think so. I'm bringing up hero lab just to double shoot.
1: And so you heal yourself, and Cheddar gets healed 25 as you uh, take your 10-minute rest. So, yep, there's two force fields. Built.
3: All right, so I'll explain what the force field does. And, um, it's, and why it's you meh. need It's one. meh. It's like the black one. Okay, so it, as a standard action, you can activate force field. What that does is when you take hit point damage, they count as temporary hit points. So that damage 10 hit points, and that damage comes off first. When it gets reduced to zero it takes one round for it to even start recharging again. So, oh, and, wow. and then And then when it starts recharging again, assuming you take no damage, then it recharges at a rate of three per round, um, up to 10. So it takes four rounds to get to that. It's like 10 temporary hit points.
1: It's basically 10 temporary hit points. It's not terrible, but oh, the best way to think of it is it's temporary
4: hit points. That That's really how you, Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and it does cost a standard basically. action to activate, <laughs> yeah. which is annoying.
4: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, well, you can't use that in combat. It's I It's great use that.
2: if you're prepared a round or two before you start fighting, but otherwise, no.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's not terrible, and it's, it's actually more useful for the enemies, because the enemies always have it pretty much ready to go, because they're always ready, unless you completely surprise them. So, it's one of those things that it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's okay at best. Well, I would like one. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, it stinks. I, I want mean, it. John, if you don't want it anymore, I I moving from two slots to three slots would leave me with an extra slot, so I might as well Go limit. crazy.
4: Absolutely. No, take it. Congrats. All right, then I'll take the I'll take the other Black Force field too. Alright. Just leave it on the suit.
3: It's kinda cool. I mean it's it is hit points, like it can save your life, maybe. I mean, I like to stay alive. You know that.
1: Really? We we didn't notice that. Is that is that? I like to not I was really? going to say, if you take the force field, you have to. You're not allowed to run away anymore.
3: I don't really run away. It's a tactical retreat for a more better shot. I need to get the better shot angle. Um, I'm just fortunate. I'm very lucky. Akira is a very lucky man.
1: So I'm furious at Bob. Furious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At you. You you we are we furious. All, are, you. all of us are. Bob did his envoy ability on the Shade, on the Cultist, and on the Butcher, and he never. Did it on the berserkers even once?
2: Right. Why? What would have happened if I did that? And they were immune to it. God oh, damn it. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> funny. Oh, berserkers. Oh, that's great. Of course, they can't be bluffed because they're single-minded. Oh, that's funny. I'm
4: so. I was
1: oh, so ready God. to throw that in your face, and you're like, "I'm sitting there waiting for you." To, I'm like, "Come on!" This oh, is that's insane. really funny, actually.
2: Okay, that's great. Oh well. Hey, yeah. About time we fought somebody that was immune to me. But hey.
1: God damn it. Every well, single okay. thing here, you could have caught you, you. Went after every single thing except the one that I wanted you to.
3: Bob is like, uh, what's his name from uh, that uh, Jessica Jones, right? Mr. Purple, uh, uh,
2: yes, I'm basically, yes, I'm you like, are, uh, you uh, Kill, are Mr. Killgrave. Purple, yes, uh, Kilgrave, Killgrave, well, Killgrave, is horrible. I, I'm Kilgrave without any of the like rapey vibe. I want to be very Kill, Kill, Killgrave, should Killgrave be right in outside. the
3: show
1: is not that bad, Killgrave in the comics. Is, is,
3: horrible. Analysis, you know? yeah, no, he is horrible. Yeah, no,
2: he is all that bad. And actually, in the show, he's that bad too. But
3: he's pretty but bad. Uh, yeah. He needs to be killed on sight. Like or that's, at least
2: it's all it's all
1: implied in the show. They kind of yes abstract exactly. it a little bit.
2: Even so, when he walks into a crowd of people and starts telling them to just kill themselves, that's that happens. So he
3: was he yeah. was really really bad at the. I car. mean that 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 made I mean that made the show for me because he was I mean first of all you know great actor but. Um, It was horrifying. Like, this guy is, like, he's way too powerful. It's like, this is so horrifically bad. And then he's trying to amplify his power. Like, he was trying to create ways to boost his power. I'm like, wow, this is, like, he's got to die. And what's going to happen? Did you ever
1: read the comic? No. The comic comic is great. Because Jessica Jones is sort of hanging out. Like, she's sort of, like, B, maybe C level. And she becomes friendly with some of the Avengers. And so the Avengers just came back from, like, another galaxy, saving Earth once again, and they're all sitting there relaxing. And then the Purple Man tells her to attack them, like, to blindsight them. And she does. Like, she does a full-force attack on them and takes one of them out. And so that's, like, the panel you see is her doing it and taking someone out because she was completely blindsided, didn't expect it, and it was her friend on top of it. And then the next couple of panels is you see the full force of the adventures
3: taking her out
1: pounding her. And then you see her wake up in the hospital like weeks later. (laughs) Like they were like, yeah, that's that's basically what happened. It was like, yeah. Wow. They went nuts on her, and eventually they like, "Yeah, they figured out what happened." And they were like, "Oops, sorry, we almost killed you." <laughs> so it's it was very very funny when you read that. Well, not funny, but you know what I
3: mean. Well, his his power yeah. is frighteningly scary. Like it's 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 too powerful almost. Well, it's all yeah. like pheromones, yeah. so like it shouldn't work against things like vision. Certain things yeah. shouldn't work against. Yeah, no, it's it's
1: well, yeah, because he just tells you, You just do whatever he, whatever he says, you do. Like whether or not you want to do it, it's yep. really scary. Power,
4: very, very. There's a, a good book called *Carrion Comfort*, uh, where they have that ability. Um, there's they're kind of like vampires. They kind of like live forer- forever, and they have the ability of mind control, like like basically Killgrave. except they can do it at uh, distances. One of them can do it at, a, at at a distance, and one of them is a ex-Nazi. That has lived through the eras and he, they keep armies around them. Like just, they keep them there. Like they're just zombies and they have like, basically kind of like the uh, battle Royale where they'll set their puppets against one another. Like they have this like Island,
3: the quickening. It can be only one.
4: Yeah, something like that. Well, well the guys that have mind control, they don't participate in it. They just use their puppets. And right. so what they do is they go across Smart. the world and they get the trying to get the best puppets. Um, they should think- make
3: that into a movie. Hey
4: everyone,
1: Steve here. So there we go. The big bad boss battle turned out to be not that big, not that bad, not that much of a boss. That's right, he was pretty easy to kill. What did he last, two rounds? Turns out these guys are a lot more powerful than they think they are, even though they complain all the time. I might have to start increasing the difficulty of these battles as they are written in the books. Because, yeah, it's it's getting a little too easy for them. Gonna have to make things a little bit more difficult, get them much closer to death. I'm sure I'll figure something out. But as I said before, this is the two-year anniversary of Role for Combat, that's right. Well, as of yesterday, September 26, 2017 is when Role for Combat first launched, and as promised, I'm going to go through the whole history of both my time in playing, as well as why and how this podcast came to be, and a little bit on the future of the podcast. So let's go back way to the 70s when Dungeons and Dragons first came out. I know probably almost none of you were even alive back then, but I was and D&D was a big big deal. It was On the news all the time, people were talking about it. It was this new type of game. I don't know if it was just the the circles I was around or the kids I was hanging out with, but in the 70s and early 80s, D&D was always being talked about, and we were playing it. Well, I don't know if playing it is the correct word. It's more like we were buying the books and buying the modules and looking at the pictures and reading it, the game was very nebulous back then, the rules are practically unreadable. If you want to really hurt your head and make your brain explode, go get the original Dungeons of Dragons first edition rule booklet and look at those tables and see how teeny tiny that font is and how impossible it is to find anything in any of those books. And that is why I think everyone who played D&D back then was so smart. You had to be a genius to figure out what the heck was going on in these books. And then the modules? Go get an old module. You won't believe how tiny they are and how skimpy they are. Some of the most classic modules of all time, you'll see they're like 12 pages long. You're like, where the heck is everything? They literally just list encounters with monsters and that's it. All the story, all the back lore, everything like that, you had to put that in yourself. And then as for party size, if you really want to be insane, take a look at the original Tomb of Horrors. They suggest party sizes of, like, 15 people because that is how hard those were. Not one or two or three or four PCs, but, like, 15 PCs, and they're all different levels, like level four, five, six, seven, eight, all over the place. It was a mess back then, but, boy, it was fun. Cut to the mid 80s when D&D was really taking off we had a cartoon back then everyone including people who didn't know what geekdom was or what D&D was was talking about D&D it was in the news constantly and always for bad reasons of course but it sounds hokey but believe it or not the closest representation to my life in the 80s is Stranger Things I don't mean like all the demonic stuff But Steve from Stranger Things looks just like I did when I was his age. And I'm about the exact same age as Steve is in the show in that time frame. I used to have this huge bowl of hair just like Steve. I even had a girlfriend that looked exactly like Nancy. And to make things even more freaky and a little bit too much information, on the second episode of Stranger Things, Nancy is wearing a top that my girlfriend at the time used to wear all the time. That is how accurate that show is, and that is why people my age love that show because it is scary accurate. They really know what they were doing when they made Stranger Things. Anyhow, Stranger Things is fairly accurate for the time. People playing D&D, you go in your basement, you would spend, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 hours just playing, and hanging out with your friends, and riding bikes everywhere, and that is really how I grew up playing. I really grew up playing with my friends kind of out of my parents' sight, they had no idea what was going on, and it was just really exactly like how Stranger Things depicts it. And another good movie to look at is E.T., because in the beginning of E.T., which came out, I believe, in 1982, that's what they're doing. They're playing Dungeons & Dragons, and that was exactly what it was like. Both are excellent time frames into what my childhood was like. So we were constantly playing D&D. I eventually went to college, went to Carnegie Mellon, and that's where I met Jason. Now at that time, 2nd Edition was actually coming out, and it was pretty exciting. I actually bought it, but Jason and I mostly played computer games. We were playing things like Civilization a lot, and um, Prince of Persia. Like Those were the type of games that we were playing back then. Not so much Dungeons & Dragons and traditional role-playing games. So we were really more into the computer games and second edition was kind of weird but there were a lot of computer role-playing dungeons and dragons games coming out at that time so i was playing those mostly eventually i graduated college and moved to manhattan and that's where i met john and chris they were actually roommates living in manhattan and I met them at a Magic the Gathering tournament. Magic the Gathering was really, really big in New York City and in Manhattan back in the Alpha and Beta days. And there was a lot of tournaments. And I met them at one of the very first tournaments that ever existed in the history of Magic. Back when we were playing with Moxes and Power all the time. And we just became fast friends. Later I would eventually meet Seth and Bob, who were friends of Chris and John. And we all just sort of, you know, started to hang out together. We would play Dungeons & Dragons. But back then, and this is in the late 90s, we would play Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition. Because 2nd Edition kind of stunk. 3rd Edition was a mess. So we would play 1st Edition. And oh boy, 1st Edition is a glorious disaster if you ever want to play it play it it is still great but oh boy is that thing broken fast forward to around 2002 2003 we were really into board games what we would do is play board games at our lunch hour pretty much every single day we would just play whatever we can get and you know settlers of Catan was really popular back then and there was a whole bunch of like you know very popular Euro style games that were coming out at that point and i would always live on board game geek And the very first podcast I ever heard was Board Game Geek. Board Game Geek came out with a podcast, well, about board games, and I was blown away. I couldn't believe that it's just someone talking about these board games was so captivating. And when you live in Manhattan, and now obviously everyone does this, you have to walk a lot. You're always walking around. You're always just have a lot of dead time. So I would always have headphones on and I'd be listening to something. It would often be a mixtape or the radio, and after a while, that gets kind of boring, so then podcasts really opened my eyes. And back then, there was very, very few podcasts. There was, well, now I think about it, there was really this one. There was the Board Game Geek podcast, and I think kind of it. I really didn't listen to anything else. And at the time... I was massively, and still am, into video games and the video game culture. I'd be going to all the trade shows. I had a lot of friends in the industry. I know more about video games than probably board games and role-playing games and everything else combined times 50. So I started a video game podcast... In my apartment called Gaming Steve. It was one of the very first gaming podcasts ever. It was sort of every two to three weeks. I sort of recorded it whenever I had a chance. I was not very disciplined as it was very hard to do. There was very little equipment back then. It was a real chore to make a podcast in the early 2000s. But it did blow up and became massively popular. I had hundreds of thousands of listeners and subscribers and people writing me. I would open up my mailbox and there would just be hundreds and hundreds of emails. It was actually overwhelming after a while. Eventually, I kind of faded out of it, which I semi-regret. But the video game space became extremely crowded. And also, at that point in time, it was impossible to make money off podcasts. YouTube didn't exist social media didn't exist Facebook didn't exist nothing none of that existed so it was just you doing a podcast I was pouring thousands of dollars into this thing I was spending 40-50 hours a week making my podcast and yeah I had a lot of fans but it didn't turn into anything it was just through email and the occasional convention and I kind of stopped doing it because I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel fast forward a few more years We're starting to play 3.5, because it just came out, and 3.5 was really, really good. We really were enjoying it quite a bit. We were playing that on a regular basis. At that point, Seth was the GM, and I was a player. And then, I don't remember, I was at one of the gaming conventions, I was talking about it, and someone told me about Adventure Paths. And Shackled City was just wrapping up, and they were telling me about how it's this one long adventure that is Lots of little adventures connected and at that point something came out called Age of Worms and I believe that was around 2005. I went, I got Age of Worms, I read the first adventure, which all you know is Eric Mona's adventure, first one in the Age of Worms, and I've said it many times that this I consider one of the greatest adventures ever written. A lot of people agree with me, it's a genius adventure, it's incredibly well written, really absorbing, self-contained, has a lot of different plot hooks, a lot of different things going on. I read that and I was hooked immediately. I immediately learned 3.5 backwards and forwards. It was the first time I GM'd in quite some time. I told them all to build characters and we were gonna start playing. And at the time I was gonna GM, it was Chris, Bob, and Seth. I wanted it to be four characters, so Bob had to play two characters because John's stats at that point moved to Irvine and got a full-time job at Blizzard and became one of the lead developers on a little game called World of Warcraft. That's a whole other story. But John, as you probably know by now, was one of the core developers on World of Warcraft and built almost, uh, I don't know, every dungeon in that game practically. All the classics. He has a book that came out. We can get into that some other time. But John was off doing his own thing. So at the time we were playing Age of Worms, and I was thinking the whole time we were playing. we should really do a podcast on this. This was back in 2005, 2006, 2007, and Age of Worms were so much fun, and it was such a great time, and I was like, we really should do a podcast on this. But... At the time, it was really hard. You had to, like, get all this equipment. You couldn't just get this equipment. It was practically impossible to set up a live podcast without going to a professional recording studio and spending thousands of dollars. It just was impractical. And it was something that kind of died with me. Eventually, I moved away. Chris moved away. Bob moved away. We all went our separate ways. But we continued to play Dungeons and Dragons and then eventually Pathfinder online. D20 Pro came out and I'm pretty good with computers since that's what I do for a living. And I figured out how to use it and even program it and adjust it to the ways I need it fairly quickly. There were some chat programs that were very popular at the time because of World of Warcraft. So things like Mumble and TeamSpeak and things like that were available. So we put the two together, we have an online virtual tabletop with a TeamSpeak server, and voila, you can play Pathfinder D&D online. We did that, we also continued to play Dungeons and Dragons 4th Edition, which Seth wrote his own campaign, and we played that from 1st level all the way to 20th. And at the time, yes, we did like 4th Edition. I've said it before. There's a lot of issues with it, but the battle system is fantastic. And it was a great campaign that Seth put together. And again, I kept thinking that time that we really should do a podcast. And at that point, it was getting a little bit easier because I could record the episodes. I can record the audio. And YouTube was out and Facebook was out. And it always was in the back of my mind that we should do a podcast. I think people would have enjoyed it. But... There was a lot of complexities with it. And most importantly, several of the members of our current team did not want their voices recorded and put out on the internets. So we were not able to do the podcast. We continued over several years. We played several adventure paths. Always in the back of my mind that we should do a podcast. And I continuously asked them if we should do one. And everyone always would say no. Or a couple people would say no. And then... As I was listening, podcasts were getting really big and they were getting bigger and bigger and getting very popular and then Critical Role took off and then Glass Cannon and then I was furious because we could have started this years ago if somebody said yes and that was it. I was insistent that we need to start a podcast and at the time we're playing Iron Gods and I said, that's it, we're doing a podcast Maybe it's going to fizzle out, maybe it's going to do great, I have no idea, but this is what we're going to do. At the time, I went to PaizoCon and they announced Starfinder, and I thought, there we go. That's the absolute perfect time to start a podcast. It's a brand new game system, everyone's going to be excited, everyone's starting at the ground floor, because... I didn't want to start something with Pathfinder, because we're kind of in the middle of all these things. So I said, this is it. Let's everyone get on board. We're going to take a risk. Hopefully, Starfinder's fun. Hopefully, the Dead Suns Adventure's a good one. And we're just going to jump into it. We got D20 Pro working. We were already using Discord for our audio. I had ways to record our audio so we could do it a little bit easier. So we used Discord for both our note-taking and our audio recording. We used D20 Pro for our online. We got everyone on board. And if you listen to those first episodes, you can hear it was a little rough. I'm going to admit, it was a little rough in the beginning. We were actually still doing, I think, pretty well. And we were definitely having fun. And we got the hang of it really fast. But it was new to us. It was a new system, recording. We haven't done this before. But I was still very happy with it. The show started off very strong. It did really, really well. I believe the very first day it came out, I actually still have the screenshot. We went to number one in iTunes briefly, but we were there. We were there all the way up the very top for just a few hours because so many people were downloading it. And to this day, we still have thousands of people listening to every single episode. As you know, Dead Sons is wrapping up, and when they announced Pathfinder 2nd Edition, how can I not do a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast? of course I have to do a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. So sure enough, we started the Fall of Stone. Main reason is I didn't want to do the next adventure path, or should I say the current adventure path in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, because I kind of knew it was going to be an intro adventure path, and I also figured about a 100 other people were going to be doing a podcast on that adventure path, which I believe they are. So I'm actually looking for the second adventure path to start, plus... I helped develop it. So, what a dream come true. I get to GM the characters and monsters that I developed against my very own players, and I get to maybe kill them off. I also want to learn Pathfinder 2nd Edition before we jump into an adventure path. So, the Stone adventure has been perfect. I have to say, the Stone adventure is incredible. I can't believe how much fun we we're having with this adventure. And after every session... We sit there talking about how memorable it was. There is crazy, crazy stuff going on in that adventure. If you haven't listened to it, I strongly recommend you start now. Now is an excellent time to pick up because we're starting to get the hang of the rules. Everyone is learning their characters. We're going to get into really heavy role-playing in the near future, and you're going to learn a lot more about the characters, Their backstories, what motivates them about the town, about the main core story. And then, of course, the combat is insanely deadly, but it's great. I would say episode 10 is a perfect time to jump in. Actually, episode 9, the one we just finished up, that is a perfect one to jump into. And you'll be fine. You don't even need to know. Uh, I'll probably just do a recap. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do a recap on episode 10 so people can just jump right in. So that's where we're at now. We were already doing this. We're already playing Dungeons and Dragons. We were already playing Pathfinder. I was already podcasting. Everyone finally came on board. Everyone was listening to some of the other podcasts and realized, wow, this actually does sound like fun. And we have all enjoyed this a huge amount. I will admit, we are excited to finish up Dead Sons because we do want to start something new. This happens in all adventure paths. There always comes kind of a lull at the end where people are just kind of slogging through it. But I will tell you, we just had... A episode recording last night that was mind-bogglingly fun that people were screaming and had so much excitement I'm gonna have to rebalance the whole episode because people couldn't stop blowing out their mics they were screaming so much so there's gonna be insane energy and I promise you every single one of you who have stuck with this show you are going to be rewarded the last 10 to 15 episodes of this show going to blow you away in ways you can't even comprehend i can't talk about it but i promise you i absolutely promise you that you will love it it is going to be dynamite the last couple of episodes you'll see as for the future Well, we're going to finish up Plaguestone. We're going to finish up Dead Sons. And then we're probably going to start Pathfinder 2, the adventure path. Probably the Extinction Curse. That's the one I'm looking at right now. As for other adventures, Eric Mona is coming out with a new standalone adventure. Levels 1 to 7 comes out in February. I bet you I'm going to run it. I probably am. I know doing two podcasts right now, it's kind of killing me. I'm going to freely admit it's taking up a huge amount of my time. But if you like it, if you want us to continue doing two shows with two different crews, let me know, and I will do everything in my power to keep that going. So there's the little history, hopefully, that gives you an idea of where we came from as for why we're doing the podcast i didn't really get into that but one of the reasons is that a lot of these shows i listen to and i'm not downplaying them but a lot of them are people that are new to the hobby people who have never done this before and that's fine and i like listening to some of those shows but i actually like listening to people that are veterans who have been doing this for a really long time those are my favorite shows the ones where people know the rules inside out upside down that know all the tips and tricks that have been doing this and born and bred into ventures and dungeons and dragons and pathfinder and role playing and this is something they've been doing their entire lives and that is something we have been we've been doing this forever this is something that we do weekly every week for 40 plus years and i thought There's not a lot of shows out there like this, and I thought we can put out a show like that, and hopefully there's an audience for it. Where we're always trying to get the rules right, where we play rules as written, where we do role-playing, but we also know each other really well. We try to also keep it clean as much as possible. We're not cursing left and right. Yeah, occasional curse slips in there, here and there, and I do keep them in. But, otherwise, we're a clean show that you can listen to with your kids and have fun. We're also a little bit goofy. We have Cheddar, we have Aeon Tuttle, we have, well, Hiroji and uh, Kiro. both of them, pretty goofy. Heck, even Mo is pretty goofy. And, well, Rusty. Now I think about it, everyone's goofy. This is just a goofy show. The funny thing is it didn't start out like this at all. They started out pretty serious. Maybe that's just the way role-playing games work. Everyone always starts out with the best intentions, and they start thinking they're going to be like Camelot and storming the castle and doing amazing things, and by the end, you end up just being Monty Python. So, show notes. New podcast every single Tuesday and every single Friday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, Androids, and Spotify. New, Talking Combat every Monday. Talking Stone every Thursday. Do join our Discord Everyone's there, hang out, party, discuss the episodes, just go to Discord.roleforcombat.com. get a free t-shirt, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Reddit, you name it, we have it. Check out our Patreon channel, I'm going to release something cool on Patreon very, very soon, I have a sneak peek of an amazing episode coming out in the near future, I'm going to release it, only to Patreon people, no one else will get it, that's right, that's going to come out very soon. Do check out our website for reviews we have tons of hardcover books coming out and the general rule is i only do reviews of hardcover books not all the softcover books but now they're putting out nothing but hardcover books for both starfinder and pathfinder which means jason is going to be busy writing reviews left and right haha jason hope you like writing because you're going to be doing a lot of it and then finally, if you have any questions or comments, let me know. I'm here to answer your questions and your comments anytime, any place. Whether it's on the Discord or on the podcast itself, let me know. We'd be happy to be a part of your community. But with that, I'll see you guys all off, and I'll talk to you next week, and we'll start year three.
0: See ya. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Rusty Carter's motto. I get along with everyone, even
2: if they're not real people, like me.